It's Halloween, a day early. Piper is not happy with how much there are, how they, I'm sorry. Piper is not happy with how much they are in the spotlight with TV reporters, newspapers, and even talk shows, all wanting to know why they were working with Homeland Security. Paige insists that nothing will happen to them, but Piper is very cautious this will turn into another witch hunt given what happened to Prue. Billy is after a demon, the Dogen, and persuades the sisters to let her go after him since the press doesn't know her. The manor is besieged by reporters, including an attack dog reporter named Seth Para, which doesn't give Piper much confidence that this will blow over. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> All right, Charmies, this is Brunch with the Hollowells. We are going to review the sixth episode of season eight. This is Kill Billy Volume One. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Rob. Hello, Charmies. Happy Halloween. <laughs> right? We got another Halloween episode, something that I forgot all about. I was very excited. The very first image of this episode was a pumpkin, and I was like, oh, it actually is a Halloween episode. That's really cool. What did you think of Kill Billy Volume 1? First off, I've always loved the name of this episode, and we do get a volume two, which I always thought was fabulous. Well, well. you know the reference, correct? Yes, of course. It's a fantastic reference. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, the title, yes, it references Kill Bill, but the story of Kill Bill is also the same as this episode. Did you happen to catch that? Yes. I, I think I realized that way after though i like i was thinking about the episode again and then i was like okay yeah yeah but on surface value i thought it was you know oh it's a funny title not like one of their desperate house witches or things like that so um but i liked it i liked it because it was a halloween episode and Paige got got one the last time we got one was with prue so yeah, I actually enjoyed this episode too. One Yay. being that this episode was actually scary. We got yeah. some very horror vibes in this episode. There are two scenes in particular. One of them actually, uh, I cannot wait to talk about. It was just so creepy. But I did enjoy this episode, but man... Was it so crazy to hear the name Christy for the first time? I was like, no. Collectively, screams. God, this is going to be her favorite word for the rest of the season. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. I do like the dynamic of the sisters with Billy. I think think they're all used to each other at this point. Like, she's in it. They did kind of forget that she has school. And I'm just like, okay, I, you know, she used to go to college, I guess. But at the same time, uh, she's around now. She's a part of this. Like, it's happening. I also found the dynamic of the um, Piper-Leo fight to be really, really interesting and good. 
And that actually makes my play of the week. Oh, damn. Okay, okay. Look, when Leo has something to bitch about, then you need to sit and listen and take notes because he doesn't fight that much. The man is a pacifist. He lets shit go. Not much bothers him. He's been around this world for a long time. But when this fuse goes off, it's clearly something of importance. We will talk about the dynamic of the fight, but that is my play. Oh, I love that. And I thought Brian's performance was great. He showed that he was annoyed. So yes, mine though was the Halloween ghost. Basically that we got in this episode. It was was Halloween. Very close tie, honestly, because I thought that ghost scene was terrifying. It was so good. I mean, for a show like this, I just think they really up like the Banshee was almost there. And then that um, Richard's ex-girlfriend, like she was also creepy yeah. as hell. But this was like, okay, you guys know that it's October 30th and I appreciate this a lot. Because it was like in your face. Didn't it remind you of Nightmare? Oh my God. Oh, my chair must fell down. Speaking of a nightmare. Yeah. Just the way yes. that she was like in the face of the camera. It just reminded me so much of Nightmare. And she did go into the face of the camera, which was, again, a setup of it being a Halloween scare. And it's supposed to be scary because this was the most over-the-top ghost that we've ever seen, really, I feel like. on. So I really liked that. And Halloween in general, I want to say, is my moment because it was everywhere. The tables, Phoebe's office, that flashback with Christy and... Uh, how about your MVP? So we have quite a few developments here, Charmies, on the podcast. There was an initial challenge of not picking Paige as an MVP. Uh, and now the stakes have gotten higher. <laughs> Last week, we discussed a wonderful Charmy. Um, Did we figure out if it was you as well, Rob? Well, I mean, there are times when I've picked Paige, so I'm lumping myself into this whole ordeal as well. So right now we're at two, I think, maybe three. I got to go back for sure, because I think it was two, because I think I picked Leo one time with you. We both picked Leo. Then I think I picked Billy or someone shocking, or Piper. Maybe it was Piper I picked. So I do have to check, but Rob... There's no other choice in this situation for me. This woman did everything in this episode. I- I'm sorry. I-, I have to. And I got to follow my heart. I got to put another check to my page because, damn, Paige did everything in this episode. Everything. Everything. And I will go through them as we go on. But yes. Very good. Very good. Well, Mine is a little unconventional. Uh, I'm giving it to our villain of the week, Dogen. Ooh. Now, I really enjoyed Dogen's present presence in this episode. Is it is it Dogon or Dogen? I'm calling him Dogen. I think it's Dogen if I heard that I told correctly. Him, I call him Dogen, too. Uh, 
I found his presence to be very mysterious. I was so curious of his background, where he came from, the fact that he is triggering these memories into Billy. And there's just so much that could have been explored with this character. Just like we never saw under the mask of his face. Like, was it scarred? Was he born that? Like, what is that all about? Then you've got the one-sided hand that's all monstrous. And the way that he was maneuvering the potions and his nails. All of that was just screaming, like, who are you? And I, and I, I like him as an actor too. And I'll tell you why when we get to the scene, but I just think that this is a different type of villain that we got from past seasons because he wasn't out there killing innocents. He was killing demons. Mm -hmm. The whole point was to stop him from becoming powerful, but he knew that there was a threat and that the charmed ones were involved I don't it was just this underlying layer of just like villainy that was going on, but it was still in house. And so it's just funny that this guy was somewhat of an importance, even though he wasn't out there killing anybody. You know, he just wanted to be the most powerful demon so he can take over the underworld and be led and have and lead them uh, into victory, I guess. So I, I gave it to Dogen. But here's the bigger question. If you didn't give it to Dogen, if you had to pick a sister, let's just say in this episode. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, no, I mean, look, Paige was a very responsible girl this this episode. and She most... even did the potions, Rob. She even made the potions in this episode. She did everything. She orbed people. She did everything. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for her idea and unorthodox way of scaring people in submission, that was a very tactful way of trying to get him to submit. But yeah, uh, Paige did definitely do a lot. All right, how about that hot man meter? It's raining, Yes, I did add somebody to my meter. Nice. I did not, though. I kept my meter intact. It's going to be the same for another week, but can't wait to hear who you added. (laughs) Should we get to our episode? Yes. All right. So Kill Billy Volume 1, air date October 30th, 2005, written by Elizabeth Hunter and directed by Michael Grossman. Guest stars include Eric Steinberg as the Dogen, uh, Stefan Marks as Seth Para, Nigel Gibbs as Jonah, with Zach Johnson as Tamar and Jason Lewis back again as Dex Lawson. After Billy freezes in fear upon seeing her demon target, the Dogen, she opens up to the Charm Ones about a Halloween long ago when a demon kidnapped her sister. All right, so again, we got a Halloween episode, and I'm very excited that they acknowledge the holiday again. So, so yay. And uh, can you believe that Oprah, out of all people, wanted them on her show? Can you believe that? Didn't that happen as well in season three? Or were they holding out for Oprah? You know, in All yeah, Hell's Break. Of course, that got re- rewinded. Let's but... wait until Oprah calls. So I could 
I, as female spies, I you think Oprah would be interested in the female spy thing? I don't want. I wonder. I wonder. But good for them. Uh, we're also seeing uh, here that Piper is carving a pumpkin. What are your pumpkin carving skills like? You know, I enjoy doing it. It's something I've done since a kid. I have to say, there's two times I did Scooby Doo character faces. And one of the times I was really happy about it. Was that by stencil? No, I just, I usually draw things with like a marker first and then I would cut it out. But yeah, I wonder if I can find a picture because I was really proud of that. I did it two years in a row and one year I was actually really happy with. And I'm usually critical on myself. So it kind of looked like him. Maybe I can find it for for this Halloween episode. I carved a pumpkin maybe twice in my life it wasn't really a big thrill for me and mine always came out really crappy so i just never really got into it as a tradition or anything uh during 2020 i was invited to a carving party but i didn't want i didn't want my pumpkin to be the least you know looking one there so i just was like i don't want to be put in this dynamic i'm gonna pass but But that's why everyone's is different every pumpkin is unique so it's, you shouldn't have worried. But do you like the ambiance of the look of the pumpkin, Halloween, you know, the movie Halloween back in, I mean, since then. I love the ambiance that a jack-o'-lantern's face can bring, especially in those scenes with Billy's flashbacks. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't know why that candle was still lit while they were both oh, yeah. asleep, <laughs> but, you know, that's mm. another conversation. <laughs> Billy's Parents wanted to get rid of both of them, it seems. <laughs> uh, so did you notice that evil look that Piper gave Billy during that opening scene when they're at the dining table? Like she kind of just gave her this look like nobody cares what you think or I don't know. And then Billy in return was like, <laughs> whatever. I know you're annoyed. Is, that is. And let me tell you, there's. I, I'm going to bring this up again. In a few, but I was rewatching this episode with my partner, Guy. You know, he was studying kind of, but listening again, and he's only seen the series once. And later on, there's a scene where Billy walks in and Paige is at the Book of Shadows and she goes, Hi, honey. I looked over at him and I said, If this was Piper, she would have said, What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, You know what? Yeah. I mean, he looked at me and just shook his head. I said, she, I said, it wouldn't matter if she was, and he goes, even if it was Paige, I said, yes, even if Paige would have came up, she would have said, what are you doing here? I said, even if it was Leo, she would have been like, what are you doing here? She just got so snarky, but especially with Billy. I, yeah, I think she's just like, I've been doing this for eight years. I don't want to hear about this crap. Well, I think she's still steamed over the spell reading from last week. I don't know. I just don't think that this moment she just did not like her or trust her. So the looks were exchanged. I don't know what was going on because I don't think they really brought it up later on in the episode. But I just Piper being Piper. But again, we're revisiting this stupid joke of them ignoring Billy because she's the young one but it's just like you guys know that this woman's trying to talk to you but they did it again which again i wasn't really favored of um 
they are freaking out about having so much exposure to themselves because people want to know why they were working with Homeland Security. So, I mean, I get it. The subject at hand is very, like, heavy, and they really need to figure out how to, you know, get everybody off their radar. But, I mean, she, you know, speaking, what did she say? Speaking of researching or speaking of, I can't remember what she said, but she tried to work it in. She was trying to be as polite as possible, but yeah. I I mean, and didn't she, uh, Piper mentioned something happened to Prue? Well, yeah, that's that's what I mentioned in the synopsis. It was like Paige was so like, you know, passe about all of this, like, and eh, nothing's going to happen to us. Well, you don't know that. Look what happened to Prue. So they brought up the fact that with enough snooping, if the media finds out, it's just going to be like a crazy thing that happened last time. Dun, dun, dun. And this time it's going to be Billy. Now, um... So, Rob, I just want you and the Charmies from now on. Do you know what I'm going to say? From now on to notice for the rest of the season, Billy, I've always said this, but I don't know why I've noticed this. If anyone out there is as crazy as me, Billy has her hands in her pockets the rest of the season. This is her character trait. Sometimes both hands, sometimes one, sometimes fingers will come out of the pocket she will forever i want to have a ding every time she walks in a scene with her hands in her pocket okay i don't know if this is kaylee's literal like maybe this is one of her things she does in real life or this was part of the whole character choice or it was because they have her dressed in the tiniest outfits and maybe she felt a little insecure and she's like maybe if i put my hands in my pocket i don't know but ding 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 Every scene, she will enter with her hands in her pockets. Yeah, she does this when she goes to magic school to spy on the Dogen. It's it's just the black outfit again, and she's got the hands in her. It's a signature move for her, and I noticed it right away. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not crazy. I was like, my God, she just puts her hands in these pockets. Okay. <laughs> so Piper turns three reporters into rats for snooping around the garbage and Paige has a plan to get the media off their backs, convincing them that they are boring and there's no need to investigate them. Phoebe has taken a pregnancy test and it was positive. I was freaking out. I completely forgot about this pregnancy and I was like, did she really have a kid with Dex? I honestly did not know. I was freaking out the whole episode. So this is, again, part two. She says, I'm pregnant, and Guy from in a book gasped I like someone was shot. So I, too, I don't know why I didn't remember this either, but I looked over and I'm like, no, but she doesn't have the kid yet. So this is just a mistake. I said, I think she takes it. So thank God, but gasped. I, it made it even more shocking to me. So, yes, damn. Uh, but Dex has reacted badly to her being a witch, and she doesn't know how to tell him. Their marriage has been annulled. So, okay, off screen, the marriage was annulled. I like that little, you know, we didn't need to see that. We didn't need to see them going down to the court and her trying to talk to him. And, you know, I'm glad it was annulled off screen. Let's marry. Let's marry. Let's carry on. 
Billy tracks down the Dogen and is listening to him talking with another demon, Tomar. Okay, I was going to say, like, Tamar Braxton. When the memory of her sister's kidnapping comes back to her, she freezes and drops her potion bottles. The demon's here, and she has to flee. At the manor, Billy admits to freezing up and overhears Piper and Phoebe saying that she is not ready to fight demons. Rob, do you think it was a little crazy that Piper turned those reporters into rats when she's worried about exposure she's throwing potion bottles and i don't know well yeah definitely i mean when the reporters came to they looked confused but mostly terrified and they run off that easily could have turned into an exposure moment so yeah she was very risky with that but i like how she does expose them she's like that's national Enquirer," and (laughs) i did like that um the way she revealed it i thought that was cute since when did we have rats? Okay, so what did you did you notice this Paige's cop like inspired handcuff esque necklace? It was two little handcuffs around her neck. I said, "Oh, Paige!" Really? No, I didn't notice this. Very cute. Never noticed it before. But let me tell you about another choker demon, as <laughs> Rob affectionately calls them. This is the one that is going on my hot man meter. <laughs> ah, you added Tamar. Okay, it was his voice, and I guess his acting. I was just like, I'm good. I don't need this. But yes, the the choker did give me a little bit of some vibes, but I got over it very quickly. Yeah, he's like, nope, nope, nope. But choker demon number two. Um, <laughs> and that's what I... And if you notice, Billy has her hand in her pocket in this scene as well when she comes back, when she froze up. That waistline, though. My goodness. I couldn't believe it. It's like, no, yeah, it was a, what a body, what a body. And beautiful, I have to say, her freezing up eye close-ups, she has beautiful green eyes. I've never noticed that before, but, uh, and I love this 90s Polly Pocket look that she has going on when she's a little girl in her bed, with that candle, like you said, Bert, I don't know what the parents were thinking. And the the Dogen, well, with the creature, the demon, flying out the window, so creepy. Yeah, the reveal of the cape in the shadow, it just that the layers of the cape too, it looked very Count Chocula. I, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> That's all I got. So just a little bit back to the discovery of her being pregnant. I love that Paige was like, Dex's? He's like, no, it was this guy I met at the gas station. Of course it was Dex. I love that quote because even though she's freaking out, she still found time to, you know, make a joke. I just thought like, a man I met at the gas station. Didn't she say something that. similar with Elise too? She's like, no, Elise. So remember when Paige asked her something? She's like, no, I mean Elise. I'm in love with Elise or something. Oh, too funny. I love it. But yeah, I completely forgot about this whole pregnancy scare. And um, this would be on my mind as well, because I know that Paige is like, can we get back to the bigger problem? I'm like, I think this is a pretty heavy situation that MVP. Phoebe needs to work out. <laughs> That's why she's MVP. Click another check. No, I honestly do not blame Phoebe for wanting to focus on this rather than the bigger stuff. That's just me. But we are introduced to Dogen, and 
This gentleman, played by Eric Steinberg, is another YNR alum. He I, had, I could see it. I could he see it. He had a great story arc on YNR, and I loved his character so much. He was a financial um, threat to both Victor and Jack Abbott. Um, because even though they had neighbor, you know, feuding companies, this guy comes in with a shit ton of money and was like, I will destroy both of you. He was a huge threat. Damn. He had um, a small love affair with Jill Abbott. And I love those two together. And he was just a delight on the show. I loved his character on YNR. So I just wanted to point that out. We had another YNR person on here. Yes. And again, before I mentioned um his talons i just thought were super creepy and oh, well yes. needed for this i love the whole mask over the half the face um but this um flashback is we get our first glimpse of our new story arc right now and it was the cape the cape said it all just that little flicker and bam memory started flooding back he was just a really cool ass villain and this is what i also love too because Tomer says something about like, oh, they attack in alleys. And it was like, don't they all? And I was like, yes, <laughs> they all attack in alleys. And I'm like, I just love his line and his delivery. I thought it was cool. But um, his plan, he reveals his plan of killing demons to gain power to get the demons to let him lead them. Yes. It sounds a little counterproductive, but... At the end of the day, if you have the power, who are they going to listen to? But it's just like, why would you trust somebody when you're killing all of your brethren? You know, what did you think about this plan? It's similar to last week's. It's almost like these demons are going back to basics. Like, let me just start here. I, I think it could be if you're in for the, the the waiting game and you're able to play it and you're able to have demons, like you're saying, trust you, even though you're killing fellow demons. I say go for it because it did seem that it really worked for him and yes rob fingernails give me long fingernails and fingers on a demon a vampire i am here for it yeah it's very good well billy trying to figure out exactly why she was so triggered by this and remembering this flashback there is a joke of her being scared of pumpkins and that's probably what did it so i did a little snooping i wanted i was very curious there is, of course, a phobia of pumpkins. Of course. Oh, my goodness. It's called uh, Cuber. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this wrong. It's called Cucurbito. Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. And why they always got to be these names? Why well, can't they just well, be like fear a pumpkin is? So I'm just going to say it's called <laughs> Cucurbitophobia. This is a fear of that symbol of Halloween, the pumpkin. It Ooh. also refers to the fear of other squashes, gourds, and melons. Incidentally, the fear of turning into a pumpkin is called apocalypse synopsis. So, yeah, this is actually a thing. 
Oh my god! I, I, of course, I feel terrible for anyone that has a paralyzing phobia. But my god, do I love pumpkins for Halloween? I love the look. I love the color. I love it all. <laughs> so I just want to briefly talk about the conversation had with Phoebe and Dex regarding this recent discovery. <sighs> now she doesn't bring up the fact that he that she is pregnant, but they are talking about him figuring it out, what they've done since then, the talk. Someone who has adored Phoebe for so long, even without meeting her. Yeah. And suddenly just cannot really stand her at the moment. Is it the magic or is it being lied to? Well, he sh- did you see how quickly he shut that door on her when the reporter yeah. showed up? Yeah, he just didn't want the drama or the spotlight. Like, this is not my life. As we know, we said last week, I think he's uh he's he's very calm. He's a very calm gentleman. Maybe it's the lying. Maybe he is that Dan Gordon-esque character that he wants a a cousin, but okay, but now that he's got the real deal now, he, she lied and he can't accept that. I mean, I get it. It's a big thing. It's a freaking weird thing too that she was a I don't know the whole thing again, cousin. You, I love you. No, I love the cousin, but you are your cousin, and you write like her, and you sound like uh. Well, it, I mean, this is a definite "don't meet your heroes" moment. I mean, <laughs> she's he's idolized her for so long, and then bam, it's like, yeah, I, I can't say you. They just never turn out the way you think, and that actually happened to me once a long time ago. This was. In my 20s, I had a crush on this guy who worked at a kiosk in a mall when I worked at the mall, and he was clearly not interested, obviously, because, you know, I'm much wiser now and I can tell the signs. He clearly was not interested in me, but he was trying to be nice and whatever, and I was just, I wasn't hitting, hitting on him, but I was definitely flirting and letting him know that I was definitely interested, and any chance he got, he would find a way to like, not necessarily turn me down, but just avoid the idea of us hanging out. And then eventually I think he mentioned he was dating somebody and I got really like hurt by it because at the same time I was like, why not me? But as I got to know him, there was a moment, I think a couple of years later, I saw him at a club and he was hammered. Now, not to hate on people who love to drink and, you know, get drunk or whatever, but this man had no idea where he was. He was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, stepping mm-hmm. all over the place. And I was like, I'm kind of glad I dodged this. So I think, yes, that worked out for your favor. There's some things that, oh, and that happens all the time, Rob. You you look back and you're like, thank you. Thank you. So you dodged it. You dodged it. <laughs> So Billy goes to the Book of Shadows and uses a spell to erase her childhood. After this cruel memory is seen and said, erase these. Oh, oh, God damn it. Right in the middle of a spell. (laughs) Damn. Okay. That rudeness. (laughs) All right. So here is the quote of the week. Ryan, do your best. Oh, Oh, you'll get it. I can cast a new spell, conjure a storm like San Francisco has never seen. Think what you're giving up if you kill me. Okay. A witch from Charm's past. Okay. Right off the bat, but it's not a witch I'm thinking of. I've conjured a storm. I want to say it's Piper conjuring Mother Nature, but no. I will conjure a storm. 
I knew the seer once knew somebody who could do weather. She said at one point, I remember that, but he's out of the, but he was out of the, the, the country right now or something. No idea weather. I know. Oh no, this is, I'm so Wow. I'm surprised. Okay. So this is from the season five opener, a witch's tale. This is the sea hag. Oh my God. I can't believe. Damn. (laughs) Why didn't I think of her being a witch? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I know. The sea hag. Uh, Yes. So she would grant mermaids legs in return for their immortality. This was played by Diane Salinger and powers include hydrokinesis, a uh, Atmokinesis, water teleportation, liquefaction, sensing, conjuring. She could do it all, but she was a very evil character. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed her presence on the show. Definitely Ursula vibes for sure. But I wanted to kind of quote her because she was one of those really cool uh, witch villains that I grew to like. Well, too bad, Ryan. You didn't get this one. (laughs) I guess you'll have to stomp me next week. Next time, Gadget. Next time. Okay, back to the spell. After this cruel memory is seen and said, erase these thoughts from my heart and my head. She tracks the Dogen and Tamar down, but he gestures, and this I guess with the fingers this time, (laughs) and the spell is broken and he takes her potions and she flees. Paige orbs into Seth Perra's bedroom while he's sleeping. She assumes the ghostly appearance of Carol Flowers, a source for one of his stories who was killed because he exposed her. She warns him about harming innocent people again. And Billy tries the anti-fear spell again. She finds the Dugan and throws several potions, badly injuring him, and he flames into magic school to escape. I got words about that. Okay, okay. Well, what I will say, um, again, about this ghostly scene, I just thought that this was a really scary ghost. I love the effects, this pitch black background, this woman, you know, with the editing and in your face, like all of that was just great and so fitting for Halloween. So kudos. Um, Dogen killed two minions within a minute in this scene. How can demons trust or even work with him? I don't know how, this is but Sanku of him all over again. It sure is. Um, One other thing that I didn't bring up from the previous scene, but I'll bring up now. So Dex is very skeptical about how much Phoebe really liked him. And I think this was a big sort of tell about why Dex was so disappointed in finding Mm -hmm. out about all of this. It's like with magic involved, how do you even know that we are meant to be? You think we are because of a premonition. That doesn't mean you have like created or, or gathered these feelings for me. And I think these are very valid questions. How do you know, since they got married under a spell, would they have gotten married by choice? And so it seems that you discover that you belong, or I shouldn't say belong, but you are with someone. How do you know that that is what you really want? 
So I, I thought that was a very interesting question in theory and also just the idea of not just being so okay with, you know, Phoebe being a witch all of a sudden. I think it's a big betrayal too. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think besides the magic and the shock of that too, I think it is that whole thing of like, wow, I was dating a different person. I think it would be a head trip for anybody. Yeah. Well, we see Billy who tries to do the anti-fear spell again. First of all, she would be on month a month probation of not being left alone with the book at all. I would never leave this woman alone with a book. I'm so surprised that they allowed her to do this. But it's just mostly me joking because she did do very well in Witch and Rewitch. So they've gained some of that trust back. But it's it's just funny. I was like, you got a month. You are only to use the book under supervision. <laughs> well, she it's true because last week we already just had her do a spell too that backfired. But again, I I have to say season one they did do a lot of spells that you know a young witch might do but i wish she would have learned something from the week before so Paige also at one point has a conversation with phoebe right and she also gives her this whole talk about the pregnancy tells her to maybe she should retake the test phoebe tells piper that she's pregnant by accident. Yes. And Piper's words were first, you told Paige and you didn't tell me. Now, did she so- say that exactly? I, I thought I heard something a little different where it was just like Paige found out first or something. I don't know. No, she said Phoebe goes, oh, I guess I told Paige that because she goes, oh, because I'm pregnant because she kept saying I need my eye. I'm so sensitive and my. Um, I want to eat everything, her hormones, which I guess that turns out she was just putting that in on herself because she wasn't pregnant. I don't know. But she goes because of the pregnancy and she says, what? And she goes, oh, I guess that I must have told Paige. So it's like, I don't know. I didn't know how I feel about that. It kind of was just like, wah, wah, again, for Paige's character. Like, oh, I told Paige, but I think it was her. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Prue or wasn't you, so I guess it was Paige. But then Piper goes, you told Paige and you didn't tell me. I get it, but don't act like Paige is a total stranger. If you you act like she's your sister, she's your sister too. I get the time in history. I just It just left a bad taste in my mouth. I get there's sisters that are closer than others, but we see time and time again that they're supposed to be close close sisters you know that lay, lean on each other physically with their heads <laughs> so it's not like it should be too much of a shock you know but i guess i guess i don't know what do you what do you think about that um people are gonna have their opinions some may you know side with you on this and others would have an understanding why the older sister would think that she would find out first uh I I do think it is something to acknowledge. This isn't something that's out of character or seems like it wouldn't be a topic of discussion. It's a natural feeling to just be like, you know, I'm surprised, you know, you told, but it wasn't something to announce out of joy either. So it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's something that she has to work through and she's going to need her sisters to get through it. But I, I, the only thing is uh, that I'll say is is that it is something to pay attention to. I think whether Ryan 
it has a point or not, it is something to notice and just like, why are you getting so pissed off just because Paige found out first, you know? Really quickly, too, Phoebe's office, again, was decorated as Halloween, and we got fall-type leaves in the kitchen out the windows. Oh, God, I love, I love those colors. I love feeling like fall, so I'm so glad we got this Halloween episode. And what can I say, Paige or the actress playing that ghost giving the performance of, look at me, look at, like, the actress who was pre- was playing Paige as this woman did fantastic. She did a and wonderful job. Leo is wearing a green jersey-esque, this very old school-esque, which I have a lot of them too. It's like the double-colored jersey. The it's, He had a green and his sleeves were a lighter color. He looked fabulous. His hair looked really great too in this episode. And he was sucking on that lollipop, rolling his eyes at Piper. Yeah, there were definite moments throughout this episode where Leo was a little bit of passive-aggressive, but to the audience, he was definitely showing some discomfort in how all of this is being played out. And I can't wait to get to this fight oh my god okay go Paige calls the elders for help and the reporters come down and refuse to help but suggests showing the reporters an ordinary boring life she leads the reporters around the manor to surprise a Phoebe Piper and Leo she shows them all the mundane stuff around the house including a spat between Piper and Leo in the attic she carefully stands in front of the book of shadows which is the one thing I said Paige you should have just put that in the in the chest for a minute. People will be like, what's that book? I'm surprised because the way she positions herself. I would have seen the book. I don't know what that was about. That was a little weird. And I understand show them every aspect of the house, but I'm like, that's the best. I would have just put the book away. It's just, yeah, it was weird. Exactly. Put the book away. But I'm assuming it's because in the next scene, I think she... Um, she notices that Billy, but it was poorly for the character to do that, I think. And none of the reporters notice it. At last, the reporters leave. Phoebe has retaken her pregnancy test, and the new one is negative. So uh, Paige and the Elder has a conversation, and Paige does this fantastic quote of saying, we were in a position, and we chose life, so are we going to be punished for it? I thought, again... Another MVP move. She She's seeing the elders. She's having conversations with Phoebe. Damn. And then she comes up with this whole, whole plot to, you know, show off everything. Even the marital spat. So I guess we found out that the elders know about them, but they're playing like passive aggressive. Like, oh, oh, you want us now? What do you think about the elders refusing to help them? I just want to know when they found out, Rob. And then I would say, okay, well, if it was like a while now and they realize and they're pissed off, but again, it affects them. They know they're going to want to turn to them one day when some demon's coming up. So I think it's in their best interest to get along. The nice advice that was given to her on, you know, just convince them you're boring. I don't want you in my life. Don't interfere. You guys are, you know, horrible, you know, helpers. And then when push comes to shove, Bail us out. What are you doing? Why are you letting this happen? It's like you've sown this bet. Like, this is what you wanted. You didn't want us involved. You don't like how we do things. You guys are on your own. 
for the sake of magic and the world and, you know, saving it and whatnot, I totally get it. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of side with the elders on this one. I get it. I mean, I, I, I could see it as well, but I do think Paige at least put up a good fight. And I think I did get through to him at that point. And that's when he's like, just show them that, you know, you're, you're normal, which is, I think again, a nice callback to that. They're sisters, as they always say, that just happen to be witches and not witches that happen to be sisters. So I like that going back to normal kind of thing. And then I just have one thing where Piper says to Leo during their fight, I'm sorry I work. That's a, that's like a, that's one that's, um, that line was insane. I, you know, when Piper (sighs) wants to try and win an argument, man, she, she just has way with words. It's, I mean, this wouldn't win the argument, but it's just her way of like rebuttaling. I yep. just, do you know what this fight sounds like? Do you know, does this sound familiar to you at all? Well, uh, Prue and Phoebe had a, a conversation about this as well, about yes. her working. And, exactly. You know. This is co- like almost to the letter of the conversation about Phoebe being taken for granted because she doesn't have active powers. And in her case, she didn't have a yeah. job. There's no reason for you to go out on missions, stay home, do all of these things as expected. And Piper was doing the exact same thing. And like I said, if Leo is getting mad, it's something to listen to because he, I think he had a very valid reason for being pissed off, being sent out to do all of these errands, going through all of this like exposure and crowd and, you know, him getting to a fight. Like, she just bossed, like, just go out and get more canned. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't ask you to give up your powers. All of this stuff. It's just. It's I mean, in the heat of the moment, you know, she's lashing out. This is who she is. And it's fine. Like, I I get it. People kind of react that way in the moment. And when she had time to think about it, she comes around and she understands yeah. her part in this, you know. But I will say this. Leo was very passive aggressive throughout the episode. He yeah, let those he feelings <laughs> he let those feelings fester and it got to him and then he just kind of went outburst. I just love when he curses though. <laughs> Leo! Leo! I, I love, love that he was like, Leo! On the table. We yeah. dumped those candy bags. Yeah. And sucking, I'm telling you. But it problem. was it was just, it was so poetic for him to finally just just let out like Leo come here Leo go get this and it's just and he did the calls exactly like they would and it's just like yeah like you don't think this is annoying when you guys Leo get over here Leo for God's sakes Leo like I it is it that's it's terrible it's terrible I mean we just learned that getting a call from a charge sounds like a dentist drill do you think they enjoyed any of those calls throughout the whole but I'm telling you anytime they call out for Leo it's hilarious but he especially, has a right to be frustrated you mean especially with that what then when Piper does it on I made it this time does it actually go even higher the drill sound <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I have a job, Leo. That was cutting below the belt. That what was messed a low up. blow, especially since you've, we've seen him continuously take care of the babies. He, I'm sure he's cleaning, uh, going to the grocery store. He's doing those household things while she's trying to save P3 or it's doing well now, but 
that was so low blow. Especially, what do you want this man to do? We also find out that Phoebe's uh, pregnancy was also a, um, it was false. It, it, it actually turned out negative the next time that she took it. I was like, okay, it was a scare, but I mean, it brought a lot of truth and discussion that needed to happen. Yeah. Did you love her tactic on writing Dex a, a post in her column? Well, it shows that he still reads it, so I'm assuming there's still he still has something. I thought he'd be completely turned off, but this is a Phoebe thing of, of doing things. Yeah, like, yeah. So Paige notices the book open to the anti-fear spell and fears for Billy. She already knows, oh, this girl's been using it again. She doesn't blame anybody else. She's <laughs> like, it knows it's Billy, right? But she's concerned. She's not pissed. She's MVP. concerned. <laughs> Uh, she orbs to Billy's room where uh, the Dogen is uh, beating her up and orbs her back to the manor. She tells the sisters about Christy and then she had been abducted by a demon and was never allowed to talk about it. So we get the full flashback. We see that it's not the Dogen, but it is somebody that triggered it. And we yes. see this really crazy looking demon Again, staring in the camera. He's got symbols like on his it. face. Very scary. I love this scene. I love the rest of how it was played. It also gives us a very nice vibe of like a demon that we have to look forward to. Like we don't know who this demon is. And we're going to learn about him later. They did give him a name in the credits though. Do you remember this demon's name? No, but I remember always enjoying this scene. You know, when I did see this episode because I... I think I I think the look is great and the cape is fantastic. Yeah, it is. So I don't remember his fantastic. name though. I when I was setting up this episode, I noticed that a name was uncredited, and I clicked on the character, and it had like a face and everything, and I was like, "Why is this character uncredited?" And I think it's because he doesn't speak, and so uncredited is Brian Orley, who is playing Reinhardt. Never would have guessed that in a million years. That sounds like yes. a a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> so I think we have this demon to look forward to, if I'm not mistaken. Again, my memory of this season's a little low, but I just thought that scene was great. And again, very fitting for Halloween. I love that they actually put terrifying scares in this yes. episode. The Dogen shimmers into the attic and shimmers out with Billy. And I love this. He shimmers in, grabs her by the neck and just like, He's just this underground layer of just threat in this episode and yeah. is actually formidable. Like it's, it's just so good. And he was minding his own business, but you made me your problem. So you're going to have to deal with me. And he kidnaps Billy. I just love all of this. Um, but she throws a potion vanquishing him. The fact that it also went into his mouth was a little weird like i wonder if this was the only way that you could kill him is that it had to go into his mouth it was very interesting she's got great aim but everything he sh he blows up and then all that's left is his you know face mask so we didn't even get to see what he looks like that's how she defeats him i want to say there is in zelda there is a creature called the i want to say it's called the dogen but it's not really dogen it's something, it's like the Triceratops demon, look, like a monster in, in the original Legend of Zelda, and you had to put bombs in its mouth. 
And I ha- it had a name similar to this, I feel like, Dog. So I wonder if there's like a mythical creature that you have to, that's Dog- Dogen or something like that, that you throw, you have to throw it in its mouth because it is, um, you know, oblivious to harm otherwise. That would be interesting. Speaking of history. Uh, so I do love Dogen's like, no, you know, in this, <laughs> when he loses Billy. I, I don't know. I just thought he acted the shit out of this. I, I loved his part in this. So there are trick-or-treaters at the door. Yes. Chris shows up at the door, but not Wyatt. I wonder where Wyatt was. Do you think he was asleep or just playing with his toys? And But they didn't go out trick-or-treating with him. She did mention it, Paige, that she would have stayed. So I did like that, that, you know, they set up that they would go trick-or-treating possibly. Yeah. Um, but he did look adorable in his little wizardy blue thing with the stars. So... That was adorable. And by the way, I mean, did you think that was Piper's using the mice ca- the costume from Wyatt's oh, school yes. play? Oh, yes. It looked exactly the same. So I would assume that it is the same one. <laughs> Which is cute. Like, because that's a real life thing that someone might have done. You know, like they have their kids things sitting around. They're just going to answer the door. And Paige as the angel, I thought was really cute as well. Uh, so Dex and Phoebe decide to take it slow and is this another way of saying that they're just going to break up? Like, or do you think that taking it slow, quote unquote, is a way to kind of rekindle or figure things out? But I think it's great for them that they had this conversation and to also just be very self-aware about what's going on. I mean, Phoebe actually took into an account to what Dex is saying, like, do you really like him? You know, you were so fixated on getting a child that you just was like, I like him because, you know, we have a kid together. So, of course. Yeah, you know, exactly. And the time lined up, I think, for her, too. So that was a big thing. But what do you think about this whole take it slow thing? Hi, is this his last episode? I want to say that this is the last with him. I I can't remember. I didn't she say take it slow with Jason Dean as well. Maybe that's her way of saying goodbye. (laughs) If Phoebe says take it slow, it's over. (laughs) <laughs> it's it sounds like a nice solution but to me i feel that it always just leads in the wrong direction which is inevitably they'll just break up so i just want to say it begins this is it this is it charmies after I, this christy begins i can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth right now i mean jeez, i'm gonna be saying christy a lot yeah and we, I know we didn't mention it earlier, but speaking of the whole no and the potion, how did Billy throw those potions like it was on a missile launcher? It was very impressive. I mean, it, it was very impressive, but we've never seen any other charmed one or, you know, character do that before. So, again, she's the strongest ever. You know what it made me think of, though? Um the little kid from Leprechaun when he used a slingshot and the gum with the Ford Clover, fuck you, Lucky Charms. And he he slinged it right into his mouth. That's what it made me think of. Oh, yeah, that's actually great. It's, I love it. So, yeah, that's brace yourself. Brace yourself, everybody. So one last thing before we go. This just popped in my head. I'm just going to... See real quickly what Ryan thinks of this. This is a very quick WWPD. Oh, wow. 
All right, Ryan, real quick. Prue is the last to find out that Phoebe is pregnant. How do you think Prue would react? (laughs) Oh, I think she would be shocked. I think she would be shocked. Uh, I don't think she would have said what Piper said, though, but I think she would have said, wow, does everybody know? I don't think she would have signaled out a particular sister, though, I want to say. I hope. Well, I don't think that Prue would expect to be told first to begin with, but I think she would be kind of chill. I don't I don't I don't know. I get a vibe that she would not take into account the order of operation. No, Uh, I think she would be happy for her, though. Do you think? I think because I mean, especially if Phoebe was on the same path of wanting to have a child, then I think she would be. Although okay. I think she might have said, is it a little too soon <laughs> going on based of like, do you know each other? But other than that, I don't think she would have at this point. All right. So real quick, where do you put our villain of the week on the high stakes meter? Honestly, Rob, if it wasn't just for the fact that he seemed impenetrable to most things besides his mouth, take that as you will, I'm going to put him on... <sighs> upper level okay i think he's not the source of all evil but it wasn't it wasn't boring it wasn't basic because he did have that whole invulnerability possibly to to things because of all the powers he did possess now he's not the first one to try to collect powers as we saw with cole but it worked out for him he collected so many powers he almost became impossible to vanquish so it could work. Yeah, uh, I, I'm in between your basic and upper level. I mean, he wasn't such a huge threat. However, no. triggering this thing with Billy, our only source of fighting demons, is is very bad. We we can't have her losing her shit, right? Again, the scare factor and also his determination to stop Billy. Um, his scare factor. So he's a little bit above basic, but of course how he was destroyed brought him down just a little bit. So he's in between your basic and upper level for me. I agree. If there was a in between of those two, I probably would have picked it as well. It's not a bad plan. I just don't know how many demons would actually listen to him, but you know, it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out (laughs) and open their mouths. All right. Let's talk fashion with Fashions by Ryan. Okay, so while I do love the Halloween costumes that the girls wore, Paige's angel and Piper's mouse and and Chris's adorable little blue lizard outfit, I have to say there was a white jean outfit of Phoebe. She's wearing white jeans with this low cut, very crimped to around her bosom. It was a kind of tan color. I thought she looked really beautiful in this. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going very basic. And it was Leo in his green jersey-esque with his white sleeves. And his be- his hair looked beautiful. It's hair that I wish I had this week. So I think I'm giving it to Leo today. All right, well, that is going to conclude this portion of the episode. Wonderful recap. Not a bad episode for sure. Again, um, season eight is doing very well. So next week on Charmed. 
The Lost Picture Show. No fucking clue. I actually know what this is. It gives me Jace, a Jason Dean, oh Lord God. It gives me um, Jimmy Dean, James Dean vibes. And I will say I have a clip that I'm waiting to send Rob for a charmy currently or well, charmed cast member that turns up in this episode on days of our lives as well. <laughs> so very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we're gonna end this episode. It's episode six. It's time for another game. Yes. So this week we are going to play Ograms. Uh, this is our anagram game. So Ryan and I have come up with anagrams and we have to unscramble them to think of the charmed theme word or words that they are thinking about. All right. So who is going to go first? Rob, you go first. Put my brain to work. Okay. Okay. So here's the first one. It's the easiest of the three that I thought of. Oh, okay. The words are here set and that's h-e-r-e okay and then set yes here set and if i remember correctly i actually did good on this game the last time i'm shocked because i I'm think not, you did very well yeah I, i'm not usually good at these things so sorry i'm looking at all these letter combinations and this is the easiest charmies do 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 well sometimes the smallest or simplest might be the hardest no idea all right, so here set actually spells out the seer. Why did I want to say seer and then I said no? Why I didn't you say it? You don't lose points oh, for guessing. God. Oh, oh my God, I see. I only thought I could. Damn. Okay. <laughs> At least my brain is somewhat worker because I said, I'm saying seer? Okay, okay. Rob is the word, R O B. Jin, G-I-N. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost said goblin, but that's not it. Um, Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get this. This seems like something that I should get. I should have got the Sia. It's not Bringo. Um, it's not um, Boring. <laughs> it does spell boring. but no, Boring no. is another, another word that it actually does spell. Yeah. Um, wow. Brogen. No, it's not. Ah, I'm, I keep thinking it's an ING word, but it can't be because it would be boring or it would be robbing. This R is like really stressing me out. Where does this R go? It's not Bingor. Oh, God. Why am I not getting this? This is <laughs> okay. I'll pass on this one. What is this one? Orbing. Or, oh, my God. It is an ING word. Oh my god. See, I need to play more of those word games where you like you know, swipe over. Oh my god. So I had When it came up as Rob Jin, I said, Oh yes, this is perfect. I had B O R, I had R O B, but I never thought of O R B. Ain't that a bitch? Orbing. Good one. That's a good one. I knew it was an ING number or letter or word. Damn it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm (laughs) yes. All right. Here's your second words. Heroism liars. Heroism liars. Okay. I'm just going to say astral projection has no, 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 none of these letters in it. 
Charmies, how are you doing over there? Have any of you figured it out by now? They're screaming for me to say, it's this, it's this. Say the words. I don't know if it's because I am I am tired, but I I just keep thinking of heroes and liars. Like it just keeps going back and I'm like, I can't hear anything else in my head. Anagrams Why? can be very difficult, honestly. Yeah, I kind of went a little I, I look at this and it would take me a lot longer but you know we only have so much time on the podcast right if i gave him a day i'm sure he'll figure it out but for the sake of the game <laughs> who knows who yeah. knows yes heroism liars is actually an anagram for sheila morris that is fantastic and never would have guessed it oh maybe i would you know now that i see the h and the s i could see that Damn. Okay. That was a great one, Rob. That was a great one. Stress I. So S T R E S S separate I. Like the letter I or E Y E? Uh, the letter I. Sorry. Oh, the letter I. Okay. I so stress e. and then the letter I. Okay. I'm confident about this one. <laughs> Let's see here. There's only two vowels, so maybe they go together. Ah, I know it. <laughs> oh, sisters. Damn. Yes. That was good. Good work. Good work. <laughs> Sorry, I got loud. I was excited. I was like, oh, oh, I think I got it. Yes. No, sisters. Is it? That was good. Perfect. All right. Sister, sister. Uh, okay. Here's the last one, and I have two one two of them for you if in case you wanna. So the word is Puritans. <laughs> P-U-R. That's, that's all together? P-U-R- yes, P- Puritans. P-U-R-I-T-A-N-S. I have another word for you if you want them shuffled around again. What's the other word? Print USA. Ooh, okay, okay. This is workable. Wow. And I thought this was gonna be my game. <laughs> the Prince USA. I thought it was. I thought it was gonna come over me. But no. I will say this: this is a character, and it's a very like distant. Like it. Yeah, it's a character. Like you would have to know your charm shit if you can remember this character name. <laughs> Not by the looks of what these letters tell me. Never. Can never guess. It's probably going to be one that I love, though. All right. Time's up. The answer is Rasputin. Oh, Gramps' dog. Never would have thought of that, but damn, you went deep into the cave of (laughs) charm. Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay, Rob. Your last word. Bad. B-A-D. Clunks. C-L- U-N-K-S. And there's also Dank, D-A-N-K, Clubs. C-L-U-B-S. All right. Bad clunks or dank clubs. Yeah, it sounds like pl- two places I wouldn't want to be. It doesn't have anything to do with the club, right? Like, No, no, okay. not a club. But yeah, that would have been good. That would have been Clad bunks. Uh... K is such a unique letter. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what? What has K in it? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get this one. Not anytime soon anyway. Okay, what is it? 
The answer is Bucklands. Bucklands? Is that how you spell Bucklands? Right? Like B-U-C-K-L-A-N-D-S. Oh my god, it does say Bucklands. Good one. You're a good one. Thank God you got one out of though. You you are the winner of today. Wow, I don't think I would have gotten Bucklands. That's really good. Bucklands. Wow. Okay. So is Rasputin. My you know what God. My, you know what my mistake was? I kept putting N with the K. And that just, I should have just left that alone. Oh, I forgot about the CK yes. stuff. Good job. All right. Well, did any of you get any of these anagrams? I'll be posting them online as well. So play along. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Sunday, a charmed marriage in trouble. Time to walk a mile in each other's shoes. Piper? Leo, either you find a spell to reverse this, or you find a magical divorce attorney. Ah! I am not going to spend the rest of my life tickling standing up. Ah! Right. Fresh Charmed on the WB's Big Sunday. Charmy Confessions. Okay, so these are going to be some quick messages. I just thought some of these were really cute that you'd want to hear, Ryan. So the first one that I got was from Billiard Jones um, from Instagram. You guys got to do season one through five together. I love that idea. Also, listening to the Desperate Housewives episode, Rob, (sighs) when you say... Man, did he look so good in this episode. It was the choker for me. I'm talking about the demon. We Uh, have multiple choker demons now, but yes, yes, the original choker demon. um, Billiard said it really was. I laughed out loud, and I agree with you. And also, you seriously sounded cute when you said that. (laughs) It's not adorable. Look at that. You do. You always have that voice. You bring that that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got people who I want to say they've all listened to this entire podcast, but you've made such an impression that they want to know what your first season. You may have to you may have to do the first five seasons on on your show. After Thundercats is done. Oh, God. No, I would never <laughs> I would never steal the brunch with the Hollowell Thunder. That was a test. Um, okay. I would never. But you know what? I always, before I had ever joined the show, I always wanted to have you on after you did the show as a, like to interview you about Charmed. So it's always been probably my, my dream to talk <laughs> Charmed with. You heard it here, folks. The final recording is an interview from Ryan. Well, I first off, I am so honored that anyone would even suggest that because I, you know, when you take over after someone who originates a show, it's always a, a, a steep 
bridge to climb or ladder to climb. So I am so honored to hear anyone say that. So thank you so much. Thank you. And anyone who's made nice comments over the time, um, after the switch happened, I appreciate everything because it truly means a lot. So thank you so much. And believe (laughs) me, I love talking charm. So this is not the end. A matter of fact, on radical, this is not a plug, but we end up even with David, my brother, we end up like talking about something, even just, I just did an episode today. And we ended up talking about charmed every episode. It's like charmed. It's always charmed. It's always charmed. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, another message came in and it is from um, Anita. So she writes, I'm listening to uh, season eight, episode three. And I'm also, and I also screamed at the TV. Oh, I'm sorry. This was probably for episode four. Um, Oh no, it was episode three. I think. Well, anyways, I also screamed at the TV when Phyllis from Young and the Restless popped up being a bitch (laughs) as per usual. So, yeah, I think that's probably when I was like, oh, I know what's coming up, you know, like Young and the Yeah, so, yeah. She also says that the pandemic got me super into soaps again. So, yes, YNR has become a daily watch for her, too. (sighs) The struggle. so I I get it. And Young the Restless is I you know what? I I sure I said this on the show before. But anyways, when I was in my Young and the Restless days at work, I would go on to CBS.com and they would have all the episodes on. And I honestly could watch new episodes without looking at the screen. So I would turn on the um the like show on the website. And I would listen to it like a radio because so I don't necessarily nice. need to see them talking to each other. YNR are so classy that you just put them in nice clothes, you put them in a room together, and they just stare at each other and bark. They don't do all of these like heavy action scenes and all these faces or whatever as often as the other soaps do. So you can listen to to that show like a radio show and get all the information as long as you recognize the voices you're set and there would be these long pauses leading into another scene where they give a you know a look a stare you know like they say they heard something they didn't want to hear and there's just like uh and they just stare off and at those looks i want to catch but and they go it is, forever those they looks forever. that's what they're supposed scene. to do so the next scene but I don't need them as often. So I get I always was able to keep up with Young the Restless because I was able to listen to it like a radio show. And that was legit for me. I was done. So that was good. But then it just got too much. It just became too much. So I had to give it up. But I missed Because it. you can never stop. That's the issue right now. Days of our lives. We started because my partner guy wanted to see Marlena possessed by the devil 25 years later again. And she's started October for Halloween. She's still the possession line storyline. is still going on. She's not possessed anymore, but now it's in her grandson and then her daughter. So it never ends. You can ne- like, you just have to cut it off eventually because it will just con- continue and continue. The storyline will go into something else and they'll grab you. Love it. Love it. All right. So over in Twitter, we had a bit of a discussion going way back in the day. Uh, this is from Isaiah, and he says, rewatching Charmed while listening to Brunch, and I never realized how fucked up Cole was 
and I completely see why Phoebe has issues even in late episodes. He really did a number on her. And I think what he is referring to is when I was like, oh, Phoebe is a little bit of a self-sabotager when it comes to uh, relationships and Mm -hmm. sort of like opening up and telling the truth and all of this stuff. And so that was his response. And it's legit terrifying and so insidious. I don't blame her for questioning every guy from then on. And Piper got lucky and got an angel and Paige has a built-in evil detection deal. So Yet Phoebe they don't can... believe Paige ever when she says, no. someone's evil. Yeah. But Phoebe can only go off of what she sees and feels in premonitions, and that's not nearly as reliable. So there you have that. Uh, I did like that response. I never thought of it that way. Uh, Phoebe definitely has a harder hill to climb. Uh, so the last thing that I have is I did put up a poll. I tried to do more of these uh, Ooh, lately. Yes. And the latest one that I did put up was uh, from episode four. And it was like, which of the three costumes did you guys prefer Wyatt in? Oh. Uh, the Cinderella's footman, the pumpkin or the mouse. I'm sure you voted. Yes, and my problem is because I have the two accounts, and you know I'm always on, I'm never on my real one. When I finally do come up, my real one just knows Brunch with the Hollowells, because that's what I used it for back in the day to talk to Rob and listen to this show. So it comes up right away when I go on my personal account, and I go, should I vote again? I gotta stop myself, gotta stop myself. I want it to be an honest vote, but yes. Pumpkin, pumpkin for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, pumpkin definitely won 59% of the votes. The second place was the footman, 24% with Aww. mouse following at 17. My pick was the mouse. I thought those mouse ears were great. So I liked them in that. Piper continued it, right, for you the next, when she wore it for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, anyone who was vocal online said pumpkin, regardless of their vote. So it looks like pumpkin was the winner on that. Yay, pumpkin, Halloween, fall, come back. (laughs) So our last confession here that I have is from Gabriel. Now, Gabriel on Instagram, two things, and I may have talked to you about this, but I don't think I mentioned it on the show. You had a comment about Phoebe's denim top matched with, or no, 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 not the denim top. It It was having like a lace top with like denim jeans that you didn't really care for that look or something. And that the, the sisters usually wear that a lot. Well, Gabriel sent a photo of a woman who's wearing such a thing, like sort of a top that's kind of like a dress. It got, it goes past the waistline and it's paired with jeans. And oh, it says, I know what, okay. I know what you're yeah. talking about. And I know what Gabriel's talking about now too. It's an unexpected edge during spring's early chill. So apparently fashionistas have proven you wrong. (laughs) God bless. Amen. Flaunt it. Flaunch a denim dress thing combo. Also regarding the desperate house, which is I'm assuming this is from, he says, I'm a teacher and I can safely say that we do talk shit about students. <laughs> so Paige's line was actually pretty accurate. I I remember us talking about that. So thank you for writing in and saying that. Uh, hopefully no one no one no one hears this from the school. <laughs> we'll plead the fifth. We will plead the fifth. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, again, make sure to listen to our uh, Charming Confessions each week. If we have any, that's up to you. You can always leave a voice message on Anchor FM or tweet or Instagram DM the show Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word on Instagram. And then, of course, on Twitter, BWTH podcast as the handler. <laughs>